Welcome to Plant Empowered Fitness, a podcast for amazing, ambitious women like you who are ready to get in the best shape of their lives. Your host, nutrition and fitness coach, Tamara Marie, will show you how to transform your body with optimal plant-based nutrition and pain-free muscle toning techniques so you can burn body fat, shrink your waistline, and boost your energy without suffering through hours of intense cardio. In every episode, you'll get simple, actionable advice so you can thrive at 35, be fierce over 40, and fabulous at 50 and beyond. Here is your host, Tamara Marie. Welcome to the Plant Empowered Fitness Podcast. I hope that you are doing well today. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. And in this episode, I want to talk about something that is extremely popular in the health and fitness space, but that I really think can maybe take us a little bit off track and in the wrong direction to meet our health and fitness goals. And that is tracking your macros. So if this is something you haven't heard about before, I'm gonna give you a brief um, idea about what it means to track macros, why people do it, what some of the downfalls uh, could possibly be, and then what you should do instead. All right, so first of all, if you're not uh, familiar with macros, That is just a short way of saying macronutrients. So we have macronutrients when it comes to food, and we also have micronutrients. So your macronutrients are going to be classified as fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. Uh, And then your micronutrients are things like vitamins, minerals, etc. So tracking your macros became really popular because there was this idea that, you know, a calorie is not just a calorie. So a lot of people... Famously, we're tracking calories before you, were, you know, using calorie counters and trying to stay below, you know, 1200 calories a day or something really low. So to get away from that, there was this move to really look at the components that made up the food that we're eating as a way to, to meet our fitness and health goals. So tracking macros became really popular. And it's this idea that you are not just tracking the number of calories, but you're actually tracking Uh, the amount of protein, fat, and carbohydrates in the food that you eat. Uh, And you're looking at either measuring it by grams or by some type of ratio. So for example, um, my target would be for maybe 10% of my calories to come from fat. Or if I was doing something like keto, it would be 70 or 80% of my calories would come from fat. Um, Or I could say, okay, I'm going to target, you know, 50 grams of carbohydrates per day and 150 grams of protein. And I'm just pulling these numbers out of thin air (laughs) and maybe 70 grams of uh, carbs. I don't know. So it's just a way of um, hitting a target that's not strictly based on the number of calories. Now, again, this became pretty popular as a way to meet a fat loss goal Um, or even maybe, you know, building muscle or doing body recomposition. Uh, But the idea behind it was that, again, instead of just looking at overall calories, that you're making sure you hit these different targets uh, for your macros. And uh, you may have seen or heard of, like, if it fits your macros approach, which means that, you know, regardless of what food you have, as long as you're meeting your protein, fat, and carbohydrate targets, that you're doing okay and that you can still meet your goals. 
So that's the gist of what it means to track your macros. A lot of times in order to do this, you would need to use an app like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer. Um, there's, there's many others. Those are probably some of the most popular. But you need to log your food in an app and the app will tell you you know, how much protein is in a given food item or a meal. And then that's how you'd be able to sort of keep a log or accounting of your macros throughout the day and throughout the week. So that's the approach in a nutshell. Now, the problem I think with this approach is that the first thing is that it ignores food quality. Now, of course, um, you know, food that we consume is more than just its components, right? So it's important to focus on not just, oh, how much protein is in this, how much fat, but also the quality of the food. Um, and the whole, if it fits your macros approach got a really bad reputation from people who would post things like, oh, I'm eating frosted flakes today and, you know, that's carbs. But, you know, as long as I, you know, eat something else along with that, uh, that hits my protein target, then I'm okay. You know, so it got a bad reputation from people who were, you know, kind of just not paying attention to food quality at all. And I think that's actually one of the downfalls of the approach is because it doesn't teach you a lot about how to pick high quality foods which will directly impact your results in terms of your health and fitness um, more so than I think just strictly trying to fit in a certain magical number of grams or percentages of carbs, protein, and fats, which brings me to my next issue with this approach for, um, for most people. Um, now, again, if you are trying to meet a very specific goal or very targeted goal, if you're maybe an athlete, um, then of course you might need to get to this level of specificity because you're optimizing. But for the vast majority of people that are just focused on either a fat loss goal, body recomposition, meaning you want to you know, tone your muscles and, and also maybe lose a little weight at the same time, but you're not um, trying to lose a whole lot of weight. Um, or if you're trying to put on muscle you know, and you're just trying to eat as much as you can so that you can build up your body. Um, for the vast majority of, of people, um, it's really not necessary to go to this level of specificity in terms of tracking macros. And, you know, part of my issue with that is that it, there really isn't an optimal range of fats and carbohydrates uh, for most people. Um, yes, you can get into a whole conversation about, you know, metabolic flexibility. Is your body able to burn from both fats? Is, it, is your body able to uh, utilize carbohydrates for energy? But either way, our body's preferred energy source is carbohydrates. That's just the way it is. Um, there is a push to try to be more flexible by getting our bodies to a state where uh, they can, where it can also burn fat um, or utilize fat for energy is a better way to say it. Um, the same way that it utilizes carbs and kind of go back and forth between the two. So a lot of people like to play with, you know, carb cycling and keto and all of these the intermittent fasting to try to quote unquote trick the body into uh, burning fat. But the real uh, truth of the matter is that if you're consuming less energy in terms of food, then you're expending, you know, in terms of your daily activity, exercise, um, then you're going to lose fat. You know, it's a mathematical equation. So there really isn't an optimal amount of fat or carbohydrates that will help you meet any uh, health and fitness goal. And again, unless you are 
really trying to perform at a higher level as an athlete. But for the vast majority of people who are just trying to get fit, get in shape, you're pretty busy. You probably don't have a lot of time to sit there and tinker with tracking everything. The amount of carbs and fat really does not matter. Which brings me to my next issue with tracking macros is that it makes you really dependent on an app. And I don't know about you, I think we already use our phones way too much. And human beings were able to survive for thousands of years eating food and meeting all types of health and fitness goals before there was my fitness pal. So that tells me that it's not necessary, again, for your average person who's just trying to get fit and, and be lean and have energy and feel, you know, feel more muscular and toned and look good um, in the mirror, have your clothes fit well. It's really not necessary to be a slave to tracking everything you put in your body to an app uh, because you will meet your goals without um, spending all that time. And I don't know about you, I don't want to use my phone that much. I don't want to be attached to my phone. And I don't really have a lot of time every day to be trying to get the optimal number of, you know, grams or percentages of proteins and fat by tracking it in this app. Um, it can become a little bit obsessive as well. Um, I've actually known people who've gotten very comfortable with tracking. And I've actually heard a few people say that they will always track their food. Um, which to me is kind of scary. Now, of course, if you're trying to meet a goal, it can be good to have that awareness. And I always recommend that people, you know, at least in the short term, you know, do track your food just to get an idea of what you're eating. Because the one thing that's good about tracking your macros is it gives you an awareness about food that maybe you didn't have before. Maybe you didn't realize how much fat you were consuming. Uh, and that could be a problem uh, if you are on a high fat diet that's full of, again, unhealthy fats like um hydronated oils, uh, trans fats, things like that. Sure, it can be eye-opening if you just track your food just for maybe a week or two to get an idea of what you're consuming. But beyond that, it really can become obsessive and I really don't think we should be tethered to an app to help us make food choices. It can be very difficult to live life that way and adding that additional stress to eating um, can help aid in people developing some bad relationships with food, um, and it can make you lose your own confidence, your ability to feed and nurture your own body, which I think uh, is really unfortunate. So being tethered to an app is not a good idea. And the other reason why I think tracking macros can get a little bit weird is because whole foods are simply not one macronutrient. And I always think it's funny when people refer to food as protein or fat or carbs as if whole foods are in isolation only one thing. Let's take something like lentils, for example. A lot of people you'll see will refer to lentils as a high protein vegan food, for example. However, lentils also have a fair amount of carbohydrates. So why isn't it considered a carbohydrate? Well, the truth is it's actually both. And anytime we try to look at food through this lens of is it a protein or is it a carb, that is an artificial way to look at food because again, whole foods are not just one thing. So it can be misleading when we're focused so much on the components of food or macro-based approach that we don't see whole foods as whole foods for all that they have to offer. So that can be a real downfall when you're just focused on 
what are the macros, right? Because whole foods, it's very hard to put them in just one category, which can lead to a lot of confusion when you're trying to hit these numbers or these targets, even if it's a range, right? You're trying to hit these targets, but you're looking at an individual food and you can't really tease it apart. Um, Another example would be almonds. Now I've seen people say that almonds are a source of protein for vegans, which I think is a bit laughable because while there is protein in almonds, because it's a seed, uh, almonds are basically mostly fat, Um, but they also have fiber. So one of the things that really um, turns me off from this approach of just focusing on macros is not only are you ignoring food quality and the fact that whole foods aren't just one macro, you're ignoring other components like the fiber, like micronutrients. What about the vitamins and minerals? What about the fact that, you know, lentils may be a good source of iron or things like that? All of that is ignored when you're only focused on, well, did I hit my macros for today? Because you could hit all of your protein target, for example, by only eating tofu for the day. But if you do that, you're probably going to have a fairly higher Um, intake of fat because tofu also has a fair amount of fat with it as well. So again, looking at foods from this narrow perspective really ignores the fact that whole foods and even processed foods, but definitely whole foods are not just one macro. So when we look at foods for where's my protein source or where's my carb source, many whole foods will hit multiple categories So it's really difficult to think of things in this very binary way of is it a carb, is it a fat, or is it a protein? So looking at food in this way is also what makes us dependent upon the app because we can't look at a lentil and say, is this a carb or a protein? So we have to put it in the app for the app to tell us if we have a cup of lentils, it's X amount of grams of carbs and then of protein, and how much more do we need to hit our target? So again, whole foods are not macros. And don't get me started if you have an entire recipe. Uh, You almost are dependent upon putting that recipe into an app. And if you go to a restaurant, forget about it. And also, you know, a lot of packaged foods will say high protein or low fat or low carb or this new invention, net carbs, which we're not even going to talk about. Please don't rely on net carbs. Just because something has fiber doesn't mean your body is not consuming the energy. So It just means that you actually be regular. You won't be constipated. (laughs) But in any case, all these numbers that we see on foods are seldom accurate. And even if you're very good at tracking your food and you're weighing and measuring everything, you're going to be off a little bit or a lot bit, especially if you think a serving of rice is three cups, which you'll probably get if you go to Chipotle instead of a half a cup, which is what's actually on the box. So again, Looking at all of these numbers and trying to track our food obsessively really is not a good long-term strategy. Uh, Again, if you're trying to meet a specific goal, if you're an athlete or you're just trying to get some food awareness so that you understand some of the things I mentioned, you know, the fact that lentils are carbohydrates and protein, like the fact that tofu has protein and fats, like the fact that kale is actually a carbohydrate, but it also has a lot of fiber. And for people who are on quote-unquote low-carb diets, Um, Again, they're ignoring the fact that kale is not the same thing as a french fry. But if you just are focused on macros, you'll go, well, an apple and a french fry um, and a whole cup or two cups of kale are all carbs. And I can't have that, Um, which is very, very unfortunate. 
So then what should we do instead? If we don't want to go through this very, uh, which, which I think can be a very rigid approach, or very specific approach of tracking macros, what can you do? So for the vast majority of people, it really isn't necessary to be this specific about carbs, fats, and proteins. In fact, if you just have a modest goal, like you want to lose 10 or 15 pounds, or maybe even 50 pounds, or you want to put on some muscle, or you want to just tone your body, you really don't need to track your macros uh, to that degree. Because again, even if someone gives you macro targets, they say, okay, get 30% of your um, calories from fat, 30% from carbs, and you know whatever the remainder from protein, or if they give you the grams, right? Okay, we want you to hit 150 grams of carbs every day or whatever it is, right? You're never gonna hit that number precisely. Um, and what happens if you go over or under on fats or carbs? It really doesn't matter that much. So again, unless you are an athlete, unless you're aspiring to be a bodybuilder, you're training very specifically for a sport where all of these details begin to matter for your performance and your physique and how it looks, or you're doing a photo shoot uh, for a fitness magazine. If, if that's not you, and you're just someone who wants to look more toned, wants to drop you know, 10, 15, or even 50 pounds, um, or you just wanna build on some muscle, put some muscle in your frame, you really don't have to get this specific. So let's talk about what you can do instead. Now, the one thing that a lot of people miss out on, especially on a plant-based diet, is protein. And I get a lot of questions about what do you do for protein? Because protein is important when it comes to the muscle building process. And also it can help with satiety. And that's just a fancy way of saying you will feel fuller longer uh, if you eat foods that have more protein so you won't have as many cravings, which will indirectly lead to you eating less, which will improve your overall ability to lose weight uh, or to maintain your physique because you're just not as hungry um, as often. So I do recommend that one thing that you should definitely focus on is how much protein that you're getting. I recommend focusing on lean plant-based protein sources. And if you can get in, of course, this is, you know, depending on your body composition and what your goals are. But in general, I would say about four to six servings a day of a lean plant-based protein. Now, what is a lean plant-based protein? So as I mentioned, a lot of our plant-based protein sources also come coupled with a fair amount of carbohydrates and or fat. So a lean protein source means a protein source that doesn't have a lot of carbohydrates and fat mixed in. So that's what we wanna focus on because then we'll know for sure that we're hitting our target. And actually in the next episode of the podcast, I'm gonna do a full breakdown of how to get in your protein without all the extra carbs and fat. So in the next episode, I'll be giving you more details on how to get in your lean plant-based protein and what are the best sources. So if you focus on increasing your protein intake, and you get in those four to six servings a day, and you increase the veggies that you are eating every single day and try to get at least five servings of vegetables. And these are going to be your non-starchy veggies. So things like kale, spinach, broccoli, cauliflower, you know, bell peppers, cabbage, not necessarily sweet potatoes, white potatoes, um, a lot of your squashes. Definitely have those as well. 
but make sure you're getting in at least five servings of those non-starchy veggies. So easy ways to do that, you just have a huge salad every day, add some of the uh, protein sources that we talked about on top. I like to do a salad where I'll add seitan or um, also tempeh if you, um, again, don't have any issues with soy or any sensitivities to soy. Tempeh can be a decent source of protein. It will also have some carbs and fat, um, but it is um, pretty high in protein as well. Uh, so you can just kind of add that to your salad. Also, TVP is good. I usually like to season mine a little bit, and then I'll sprinkle it on top instead of using croutons. Uh, so that's another option that you have. Um, so, But getting in your greens and your veggies is super important. So if you focus on getting in at least five servings a day of veggies, making sure you've got some leafy greens in there and some non-starchy veggies, and you're hitting four to six servings of protein every day, you are going to go leaps and bounds towards meeting any body composition goal that you have. And you don't have to worry about putting everything in an app, making sure that it's tracked perfectly and that it's weighed and measured. You're just gonna focus on getting four to six servings of lean plant-based protein and five or more servings of green, leafy, and non-starchy veg. And if you can do that, you don't have to worry about tracking your macros. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found this helpful. And if you have been very strict about tracking your foods, try this approach and see uh, what your results are. I always recommend that you treat everything as an experiment. So try this for maybe two or three weeks and let me know how it works out for you. I love to hear from you. You can always send me a DM on Instagram at Plant Empowered Fitness. Any feedback that you have or any questions that you'd like to hear covered on future episodes of the show, definitely reach out to me there and let me know. And as always, I'm wishing you a beautiful, healthy, plant-empowered day. Thank you for listening to the Plant Empowered Fitness Podcast. Connect with us on Instagram at Plant Empowered Fitness. To find out how we can help you meet your personal health and fitness goals, go to plantempoweredfitness.com. That's plantempoweredfitness.com.